Friends, welcome to episode 78 of the Love Your People Well podcast. We are talking about a really important topic today. We're talking about peace. And very specifically, we're not going to be talking a lot about our own worldly mumbo jumbo about what is peace, how do we find peace. We're going to be opening God's Word together and looking at 10 really powerful scriptures about peace the peace that God alone can give us. So whether you need this encouragement today or you want to kind of store it away for the future, because we all could use a little more peace in our lives, with our families, in our homes, I know that this will be a really encouraging episode for you. So friends, let's go ahead and dive in. Welcome to the Love Your People Well podcast, where we help women grow godly relationships, grateful hearts, and grace-filled lives. I'm Jess, and I'm a marriage and family therapist, a Christian, a wife, a mom, and I believe that God creates us for relationships, relationship with Him and with each other. So if you're looking to love God well, to love yourself, your family, and those around you well, you're in the right place. Stick around, friend, and let's get started. I am really excited to look through these scriptures together. I, um, several of them are ones that I have memorized over the years that I repeatedly turn back to myself. Um, but they definitely are not a full representation of like, if you did a word study on peace and you really just, you know, went to biblegateway.com and did a search, how many times does peace show up? The word peace shows up in the Bible hundreds of times. It is a very popular word. So we are not going to attempt today, my friends, to explore all of the theological nuances of peace and the different ways that God talks about it and promises it and and highlights it. We are going to be specifically turning to 10 passages that I find really helpful and really encouraging when I need to be reminded of God's peace, when I need to be filled in a fresh way with the Holy Spirit filled with God's peace so that I can pour that out into my family, into my relationships, into other people. So I know that these will be really encouraging verses for us, um, but I do want to get a few housekeeping things out of the way before we jump into these 10 scripture passages about peace. Because um, if you listened to the podcast last week, I um, dropped a little hint that we have reached the one year anniversary of the Love Your People Well podcast. And it totally snuck up on me. I think it was technically uh, like May 3rd or May 4th when I went back and looked at when did that first episode actually go live. So um, we've already passed it technically, if you want to get technical about it. But um I'm not going to let it pass by without some celebration, my friends. You may know if you've listened to this podcast for any length of time that I love uh, pretty much any excuse for a celebration, a giveaway to share with you, with this community, not just wisdom and encouragement and the message that God has through this podcast, but to share practical tools to share resources, to share 
coffee, <laughs> to share fun, uh, to share the exciting things that God is doing. And so, you know, we're going to celebrate the one year anniversary of this podcast. So let me share a few of those details with you. So we're all on the same page. And then we will jump into these 10 passages about, uh, about scripture, huh? these 10 scripture passages about peace. So we are going to be celebrating the one year anniversary of the podcast, the week of May 16th, 2022. So if you are listening to this way, way far in the future, um, welcome friend. I'm glad that you're here. And you can probably skip over the next, you know, what couple of minutes, because 2022 might feel like forever ago for you. (laughs) But we in real time, um, in just two weeks are going to be celebrating the anniversary. So from May 16th to 20th, three things are going to be going on. Probably the most fun, we're going to be doing a giveaway. So you will need to enter between May 16th and May 20th. You know, so I'm really just kind of getting it on your radar screen right now. And we are going to do a review of the podcast. So write a review um, in whatever platform is best for you. Apple Podcast is kind of the number one, but you know, not everybody has an iPhone and uses Apple Podcast. So wherever is best for you, leave a written review of the podcast, take a screenshot, hit submit, after you take that screenshot. And then you can share that screenshot in our Facebook group, or you can hop on your social media and tag me at Love Your People Well. Um, It's that screenshot that will be your entry into the giveaway. We will have two winners. We will have a grand prize winner who will get a family devotional package in the mail. So that will include a She Reads Truth Bible a one-year praying for your kids devotional, which I know I've mentioned many times. I, My husband and I read through this devotional every night. Um, we really find it helpful and encouraging for praying for our kids. Um, this package will also include the, the kids book Found, which is based on Psalm 23. Super cute. Um, I'll have a picture in the show notes and you know probably in the email and the Facebook group and all the places. Cute little kids book, Walking Through Psalm 23 and a free copy of any of my devotionals that I have written. I've talked about them before. That family devotional package is the grand prize. And then we will have a second prize, um, a free copy of any of my devotionals that you are interested in. So you definitely want to get entered in that. Even if you are like, oh, I already have a Bible. I love it. You can give away a She Reads Truth Bible. Come on. That is like the best birthday present of all time for your sister in Christ. (laughs) So Um, stay tuned for that. May 16th to May 20th, the doors will be open (laughs) to um, share that screenshot of your review of the podcast, be entered in the giveaway. If you have entered before and you've already left a review on a platform, um, just pick a different platform or leave another review. That is all totally fine. Um, You know, hopefully it's still five stars, but your perspective might have changed. You might have different thoughts, different observations, and that is totally legit. There's two more pieces to our anniversary celebration. Again, May 16th through 20th, we will have daily encouragement. I'll be going live every night in our Facebook group. You can find a link right here in our podcast description. If you're not in the group yet, you totally should be. Um, And I'm going to be walking through each night the foundations of this podcast. Loving God, loving yourself, loving your husband, loving your kids, and loving others. So we're going to look at, you know, really kind of a big picture view. What does this mean? What are some really practical everyday steps 
to live out these five um, pillars of the podcast. So that's definitely going to be encouraging, definitely helpful. Um, So hop into the Facebook group. It will be a live event every night, May 16th through 20th. And then finally, to celebrate, I will have a discount code for any products in my Etsy shop or the devotionals I've written. Um, I'm going to probably send out that discount code on May 16th through the newsletter. So if you don't get the weekly emails from me, I mean, it's generally weekly. I do miss a week here and there because... I'm busy, <laughs> but generally every week um, I send just just a little word of encouragement through email, um, you know, link to the podcast episode or whatever new stuff might be going on. And on May 16th, I'll be sending out a discount code. So um, you definitely want to get in on that. There will be a link again in the podcast description or just hop on the website anytime, loveyourpeoplewell.com. Um, and it'll give you one of those lovely pop-ups with an opportunity to join the newsletter. So that is a lot of housekeeping stuff, just getting it on your radar. My friend, we are going to celebrate. One year is a long time to be coming on air twice a week. And I'm so excited for how God is building up this community and using this podcast to shape and encourage and equip specifically moms in your family relationships. I am loving this and I want you to be a part of the celebration. So I know that often at the beginning of my episodes, I will mention a few resources. I'm just going to mention them kind of as we go on. All the links will be in the show notes, which you can find. And this may be especially helpful today if you're not like, I'm going to sit down and write down all 10 verses. Just hop online. You can kind of read through the blog post, click on the links, all the things The show notes for today will be at loveyourpeoplewell.com forward slash 078, because this is episode 78. And I will take a moment for my disclaimer. I'm a therapist. This podcast is not therapy. There is always a link in the podcast description for this episode um, with some of my, my earlier episodes and thoughts about finding a great counselor if you think that would be helpful. But of course, this podcast and my resources through Love Your People Well, it's not a professional counseling relationship. That's probably obvious, but it never hurts to to state the obvious. (laughs) Friends, okay, let's jump in. We've got some celebrations coming up. We've got some resources you can check out. But way more important than all of that, we have got a word from God the creator of the universe, the giver of peace, we have got his word to dig into today to look at what does he say about peace? What encouragement can we find on those really hard and draining days about the peace that God promises? So these are in no particular order. Um, They really are just kind of as they popped out to me as I was reading through, um, looking through, you know, doing some study on peace in the Bible. And so they're not in any particular order. We're going to start in the Psalms. So there are two specific Psalms that I really like to turn to about peace. One is right at the beginning in Psalm 4. So specifically in verse 8, you may have heard this verse before, in peace, I will lie down and sleep for you alone, Lord, make me dwell in safety. And friends, have we ever had those nights of just insomnia? (laughs) We can't turn our brain off. We're having anxiety or stress or whatever it is. Sleep 
really is such a gift. And this is such an encouraging reminder in scripture that we can lie down and we can sleep in peace because it's not the world that's giving us the peace. It's the Lord. Um, Really, this entire psalm is wonderful and encouraging um, about calling out to God when we are distressed and trusting that he is there. He is listening. He is the one who gives us peace. So Psalm 4, specifically verse 8, is a really helpful point um, in scripture about the peace that God gives us. And then we can look at Psalm 29. Um, Again, the whole psalm is great. It's a psalm from David about basically about how powerful God is, how incredible our God is. And it closes out with verse 11, which says, The Lord gives strength to his people. The Lord blesses his people with peace. And there's nothing more encouraging than reminding ourselves about how powerful God is, just trying to expand our mind to understand that even a little bit, but then to be reminded that not only is he huge and powerful, all-powerful, all-knowing, all-good, he blesses his people with peace. He's not just some power-hungry, I-can-control-everything God. He gives us strength. He gives us peace. He wants relationship with us. He wants relationship with you. So this is, again, um, really the entire psalm is a great encouragement on those days when you are feeling stressed out and overwhelmed, you're feeling discouraged or disappointed in your relationships. We can read this psalm and be reminded of just how powerful God is, how, how worthy of praise he is, and how relational he is, that he wants to not just control everything, but to bless us. He wants to give us peace. All right, let's keep moving on. Um, So next, I want to look at the Gospel of John. There are actually two verses in the Gospel of John um, that I just love. I turn to these all the time. So in John chapter 14, verse 27, um, this is Jesus's last recorded conversation with his disciples. It goes on for several chapters in the gospel, but he's talking with his disciples right before he's going to be arrested. He's going to be crucified. And he tells them, peace, I leave with you. My peace, I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. What an encouraging reminder. (laughs) We do not have the peace that the world might promise us. We have a far better, a far deeper peace. And even though we can't see Jesus today. We can't run up to him and give him a hug. We can't give him a high five. We can't sit down and have a face-to-face conversation over a cup of coffee. We can experience his peace. He has left us with his peace. And this is right around the time in the gospel where he's promising them, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. I'm going to send an advocate who will remind you of truth. We may not sit down and look eye to eye at Jesus, but we have him with us, in us, around us, all the time, giving us peace. So when your heart is feeling troubled, when you are feeling afraid or distraught, 
turn to the Lord. It is his peace that we have and that we can trust in. And this is a similar verse to John 16, verse 33, which again, it's part of that same really long recorded conversation Jesus is having with his disciples. And he tells them, I have told you these things so that this is kind of toward the end of their conversation. I have told you these things so that in me, you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. And of course, we know the Lord goes on from there to be arrested and tried and crucified and raised from the dead. He has overcome the world. And I often turn to this passage, John 16, 33, when I am feeling, when I'm feeling the weight of the world, you know, like life is just difficult and it feels like it's not going the way I want it to go. And uh, that especially happens when I experience trouble within my family relationships. Maybe that's with the actual people. Um, A lot of times it's something negative kind of from the outside is impacting my people or making us struggle in some way, um, giving us stress in some way. This is probably my number one verse that I will turn to, to be reminded and encouraged by the truth that Jesus knew and promised us, you will have trouble in this world. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be rainbows and butterflies all day long, but we can take heart because he's overcome the world. He gives us peace, even in the middle of the total chaos, the total overwhelm, the disappointment of human relationships, even in the middle of all of this, Jesus gives us peace. And we can be so encouraged by that. And then as we go on through scripture, um, I want to look at Romans chapter 15, verse 13. And I particularly like this verse because it's a prayer that Paul is praying for the Romans who he's writing to. And he says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, I particularly love this verse because I really love that connection he's making between hope, joy, and peace. And it's God who's giving us all of that. We cannot have one without the other because he's not a God of of tiny little gifts. He gives all and he gives abundantly and we can overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And I really, I really, I really always, I don't know, I feel like that's a weird phrase. I often, I'll say, I often need to be reminded that God is the one who can fill me with joy and peace. I don't know about you. I'm not going to speak for you. I'll just speak for myself. Although I know this is a pretty common experience. I try to fill my heart with peace from all sorts of sources other than Jesus. I try to find peace in my bank account. I try to find peace in my relationships. I try to find peace in in a sense of purpose and meaning in my work and, and all sorts of things. And those are good things. I I want to have stability for my family. I want to have close, meaningful relationships. But it is God who gives me peace. It is God who fills me with joy and peace as I trust in him. And so, you know, you may reflect on this verse and walk away with some different takeaways, but, but that connection between hope and joy and peace 
And who is it that gives us those? It is God. I find that really encouraging and really meaningful. And then um, I want to talk about Philippians chapter four, verse seven. So I have um, mentioned this verse several times. We've had some earlier episodes about anxiety, and this this is in um, a passage of Philippians specifically speaking to when you're having anxiety, what should you do about it? So I'm not going to rehash all of that. I will put a link in the show notes, um, loveyourpeoplewell.com forward slash 078 to some of those earlier episodes um, in case you would find that helpful. But this verse specifically reminds us that is, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Now, even just reading it, you can probably see some connection point there with anxiety. (laughs) Our heart and our mind needs to be guarded in Christ Jesus. But I always love this verse because the peace of God really does or at least really can. I don't, I don't think it, we always experience it this way. Um, but I know I have had those moments where I've experienced peace, which made absolutely no sense given the circumstances that I was in. He has given me peace, which transcended all understanding at that moment. And I know it's from him because the world cannot do that. And I've also experienced his peace guarding my heart guarding my mind, shifting my line of thinking, shifting my desires or the attitudes of my heart. Again, not because I did all the right things and I checked the right boxes and I had just the right counseling technique to calm my anxiety or calm my stress or whatever it was, but because God graciously poured out peace to redirect my thoughts or redirect my heart in a better way healthier, holier direction. So my friend, be reminded, be encouraged that the peace of God transcends understanding. He does not always change our situation, our circumstances, but he does give peace in the middle of those circumstances. And then I want to look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. And again, this is a part of a prayer for the people that Paul is writing to. Um, And he's praying, may God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And um, as I mentioned before, (laughs) there are hundreds upon hundreds of references to peace in the Bible. And I particularly always notice that in the New Testament, you'll see so many of the letters either starting or concluding with some version of grace and peace be with you. (laughs) May the God of peace. And so we see that reminder again and again and again. Um, It's part of their kind of standard greeting (laughs) in that culture at that time. And, um, and that's great. You know, we could have a whole conversation about grace and peace. And, and sometimes they mention love as well. But I really like this prayer because it, it's similar in a way. Um, may God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. But I really lean on this promise that God himself keeps me blameless. It is not myself. It is not my effort. He is the one that will sanctify me and is sanctifying me. And he is the one who will make me holy and pure and blameless. So that when I stand before his judgment seat, 
he'll be looking at Jesus. He won't be looking at me. He'll be looking at the perfect spotless lamb rather than me. And he does that because he is a God of peace. And and this verse also reminds me of other um, scriptures, which actually did not make it onto my list here, but there's some other great ones in the New Testament about how we have peace with God because of Jesus' blood. He is the one who sacrificed himself to give us peace in our relationship with the Lord. And this verse in 1 Thessalonians reminds me of that, that, that reminder that the God of peace, he gives peace. He has created peace in our relationship. He's the one sanctifying me. He's the one keeping me blameless. And my friend, the same is true for you. And this is a great thing to pray for yourself, for your husband, for your kids, to be praying that God, the God of peace will sanctify you, will sanctify them through and through that God will keep them blameless in their whole spirit, their whole soul, their whole body, blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is a great prayer for the people that you love. But let's move forward. We have two verses that I want to look at in Colossians, and then we're actually going to circle back to the New Testament to wrap out. I'm not going to say our top 10 list because, you know, given any particular day, there might be other verses that would hop out. But um, the top top 10 as far as my go-to verses when I need a reminder to stand firm on the peace of God. So in Colossians, there are two that I really love. Colossians chapter 1 uh, verses 19 into 20, and really the whole surrounding context is amazing. But what it's talking about Jesus, who he is, the invisible son of God, and it says, for God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, dwell in Jesus, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. And I know I mentioned when we talked just a minute ago about 1 Thessalonians, how that verse, that prayer reminds me of this deeper New Testament truth that Jesus Christ, his blood created peace. But here we see it front and center in Colossians chapter one. It is through God who filled Jesus, who gave all of his fullness to dwell in Jesus, who made peace through his blood shed on the cross. And so this really this whole passage here in Colossians one is incredible to read through when you need a dose of the Lord's peace, because it really just paints such a glorious picture of who Jesus is, who he was, and who he still is today, because he's still alive. And we can be reminded, we can be encouraged, we can stand firm on the truth that God himself has reconciled everything to himself. And he didn't do it by just snapping his fingers. He didn't do it by you know, I don't know, ripping up a piece of paper with a record of all of my sins on it. He did it through blood, shedding his own blood on the cross. That horrible experience created peace. And that, I mean, it's just such an incredible thing. He didn't just want peace to happen. He didn't just want a relationship to be reconciled with us. He was willing to sacrifice to make that happen. Praise be to God. Okay, let's look at Colossians chapter 3. 
And again, this is one where it's specifically verse 15 that speaks to peace. Um, but I'm going to go ahead because it's God's word. You can never go wrong with a little bit more Bible. I'm going to go ahead and on this one, read the context around the verse. So I'm going to read verses 12 through 17, but it's 15 that has, spoiler alert, it's verse 15 that actually specifically speaks about peace. But what it says in this um, section, it says, therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you and over all these virtues put on love which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you are called to peace. And be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly, as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Now, when we specifically think about peace in this passage of Colossians 3, we see there in verse 15, let the peace of Christ. So again, we're reminded who's giving it to us. It's not just random worldly peace. It is the peace of Christ. And we are called to let that rule our hearts. And he's connecting that very specifically with the relationships then that we have with one another, specifically within the church. We are called to be members of one body called to peace. But I like the whole context here because it really fleshes out for us what that looks like. If we are ruled by the peace of Christ and we are living peacefully with our fellow Christians, with the other members of God's body, then we will act and live in the ways of this entire context. We will be compassionate and kind and humble. We will forgive one another. We will love one another. We will let the message of Christ dwell among us. We'll talk about the Bible. We'll talk about what he's teaching us. We will sing songs together. We will um, help each other, encourage each other, correct each other, and everything we do will be done in the name of the Lord Jesus. And all of that centers on the peace of Christ ruling in our hearts. If we don't have that, we can't live at peace with one another. We might try. We might try to be forgiving and loving and kind and compassionate. We might talk about the Bible and teach each other about the Bible, but we're not really going to live it out in word and in deed in the name of Jesus unless we are letting his peace rule in our hearts. Now, maybe I should have started with this passage because it's a good one, my friends. But, you know, let's be honest, they're all good ones. Um, but I would really encourage you... When you are struggling in your relationships in particular, like there's some tension there, there's some conflict, there's some distance. Colossians chapter 3 verses 12 to 17, this is a great section of scripture to turn to and to pray that the Lord will rule in your heart with his peace, that he will help you, equip you, and lead you to live out his call here in Colossians 3. But I wanted to close us out today 
with these 10 Bible passages about peace, I wanted us to circle back to the Old Testament because there is a very popular and famous prayer from Numbers chapter 6. And really people, um, I think people attribute this a lot of times as like an Irish prayer. I'm not really sure why. I could look that up, I guess, but I haven't. Um, But I hear people share this prayer or this blessing or talk about it well outside the walls of the church and the Christian culture. But this is scripture, my friend. So this is the prayer, the blessing that the Lord told Moses um, and through Moses to Aaron and the other Levites. This is what God told them to say to bless the Israelites, to bless God's people. This is Numbers chapter 6. Um, verses 22 to 27. And so what the Lord told him to say as a blessing on his people was, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. And then God is telling Moses, as you give this blessing, they will put my name on the Israelites and I will bless them. This reminder I mean, every prayer is a reminder to us. It's a reminder to God. It's a connection point with the Lord. And and I really love this, that he specifically wants the leaders of his people to bless them by calling on God to be gracious to them, to turn toward them, to give them peace. We need the blessing of the Lord. And so again, this is a wonderful passage to pray for your people, your children, your family. Um, I know at my church, we close out the worship services each week with a benediction. And they have a few um, passages of scripture that they rotate through. But this is one of them that they will close the service saying the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. And I want to pray that for my family as well. I want to pray that for my kids. Every time we leave the house, I want the Lord to be blessing us and keeping us. Um, Every day when we wake up, I want the Lord to be making his face shine on us and be gracious to us and turn toward us. And I want the Lord to give us peace. So friends, I'm going to just run through the list of those 10 scripture passages. But again, you'll find... um, all of them listed out. You can click through them, read through some of these kind of, I guess, devotional style thoughts that I shared here. Um, You can read all of that. You can turn back to it anytime in the show notes on the website, which is loveyourpeoplewell.com forward slash 078. Because I don't know about you, but I'm a very visual person and hearing the word of God is wonderful. But if I want to actually study it myself, I got to look it up. So if you're anything like me, Um, That might be really helpful so you don't have to remember it necessarily in specifics. You can just turn to it and look at it yourself. So we referenced Psalms, uh, Psalm 4, verse 8, Psalm 29, verse 11, John 14, verse 27, as well as John 16, verse 33, Romans 15, 13, Philippians 4, 7, 1 Thessalonians 5, 23, Colossians 1, 19 and 20, Colossians 3, specifically verse 15, but really Colossians 3, 12 to 17, the whole package right there, my friends. And then we closed out with, um, back in the Old Testament, Numbers chapter 6, verses 22 to 27. Now, I mentioned before, we've got some resources for you. 
Um, it's all on the website. There's a line of devotionals if you want to dive deeper into specific topics in family life, communication, anger management, things like that, identity in Christ. We also have a free resource, the Holy Habits 45-Day Bible and Prayer Challenge, uh, which might be really helpful for you. If you're hearing all these passages today and thinking, I don't really remember ever seeing that in the Bible, thinking, I don't really study the Bible, I don't have a good habit of being in the Bible, well, grab that free resource, my friend, because it is purposefully designed to help you develop a daily habit of diving into God's word. Um, And all these links will be in the show notes right there in your podcast description for this episode, um, or just hop it, hop onto (laughs) loveyourpeoplewell.com. There's a lot of free resources, devotionals, other recommended tools, resources, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. All of that is there for you. But if you're going to do one thing, my friend, as a result of our conversation today, open the Bible, (laughs) read it and talk to God. That is how we get peace. We come before the Lord and we trust that he is the God of peace. He will fill us. He will lead us. He will guide us, protect us, guard us because he is good and he loves us. So be um, staying tuned for May 16th. That whole week we have our anniversary celebration going on. And until then, my friends, hugs and blessings to you. I'll talk to you soon.